You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This week, we have Theo Vaughn, Francis Foster, Constantine Kissin, and Rich Benoit. Is it Benoit? Benoit. I thought it was Benoit. Oh, it's probably Benoit. Is it French? I think it's French. The French. French kiss. The French. Theo, what a legend. It's been a while since he's been on. He loves those uh, smelling salts, boy. Mm-hmm. Watch out. You, didn't you order some today? Thanks to that podcast, it made Adam and I want to buy some smelling salts. Yeah, probably a bad idea. We're gonna I still find out. don't really understand what they are, but I'm willing to try pretty much anything except for heroin. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Well, next week's episode may be brought to you by Smelling Salt. So let's hope so. We'll find out. All right, what do you got today, Theo? Obviously, Ledge mm-hmm. in the co- comedy world. How how long has he been sober? He obviously has an addiction problem. You could tell with the smelling salts. Yeah. I mean, so do I. I'm not. He's, no judgment here. No, he's done like every type of um, AA therapy, Sex Anonymous type thing. He's working on his stuff. Why which did is you, good. Sex Anonymous. He's a what? He's a he has a problem with sex too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard on his on his podcast. He's once addicted. That, that was a thing. I mean, who isn't? Yeah, that one's reasonable, but good to get treatment, I guess. So they they went over a lot. They're clearly homies, right? Which always makes for a fun podcast. But a lot of the times, it kind of goes off into off so rails. many so many different directions. It's a little bit hard to follow. What 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 were some of your favorite favorite spots with Mister Theo? Well, he's getting stress from success, which is an important thing to talk about. I think because it's fascinating, really, that people think that success just you know, success and a lot of money solves all their problems, but not always true. Biggie Smalls, man. I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> more money, more, money. more money, more problem. Right? Think, uh, and more that success. That's the same. No, it was it was Biggie. It was mm. it was Mister Biggie Smalls. Yeah, uh, which he had to change his name to Notorious Big because there was already a Biggie Smalls. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. True story. Mm. Well, I like, but I like yeah, B-I-G. like, look, success is a hard thing to, I mean, everyone strives for it, but not like hardly anyone gets there. Right. And when you do, it just creates more responsibility. Wasn't that, isn't that the issue? It's what it sounds like. And I mean, especially when you're more responsibility as a public figure, like comedians are, you're getting a lot of, I'm sure he's getting a ton of you know, negative reviews as well as positive reviews. And it takes the right mind to kind of get through that, those types of, uh, that type of feedback, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I think it's an important message, though. Like, Theo is so honest, and it's one of the most kind of endearing things about him is that he will give you that message. Like, if it was hard, if he's struggling, he talks about it. He doesn't pretend that something is, you know, better than it is just because right. that's how you should be perceived. Yeah, there's but no bullshit. Not much. No, no, I don't think there's any bullshit with Theo at all. That's why people like him. Yeah. It's got to be pretty common for that that type of thing. Like new pressure, a lot of touring, you know, just kind of crushing it on the comedy circuit, you know, big tour dates, everyone's starting to know who you are, and then, okay, now i got to deal with this. Whereas before, I was just folk, trying to focus on myself and it's it's this whole bigger world, you know, multiple podcasts. Um, it's like an industry just builds around you. I'm sure he has multiple employees, too, and that's like a lot to think about. Well, I mean, his podcast has had some pretty incredible, uh, co- not, I guess, co-hosts, but uh, guests. guests, thank you, right? I mean, he's had a, some heavy hitters. He does great interviews. You know, he's talked to Jocko. That was a brilliant podcast. He's had uh, Jordan Peterson on. I think they really enjoyed that talking was the to one. each other. That was yeah. the one I saw was Jordan because it talked about – that's how I found out he was dealing with um, his addictions. That's like the most unlikely matchup I would ever think of, and it worked great. I thought it was, I thought it was an amazing podcast. Uh, so fun. So fun. They did talk a little bit about um, six, some successes like fasting. You know, going back to that, I know Joe brings it up all the time, but um, you know, just like the clarity of mind that it brings. And I guess uh, uh, Theo did, what he did, did he seven say? Seven like, days. Seven yeah. days. What? It's too much. Too long. I've done four days. He wanted to eat a Korean guy. <laughs> if, if, that's, <laughs> if that's not a sign that you're fasting too long, I don't know what it is. Uh how how long? I like, mean, you do start hallucinating. Maybe he thought it looked like a steak or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What was he at a Home Depot? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Starving. <clears throat> yeah. And Joe really hasn't done any fasting at all. He did. I think he once said he did a day, 24 hours. Yeah. That's I, easy. Come on. Well, but I feel like, you know, Joe jumps on these things. When these people come on and they say, hey, <clears throat> take this or try sauna or try... Um, cold plunge he's all in he's all about whatever changes well theo said he had a cold plunge as well but i'm surprised that joe hasn't also said yeah then people have talked about fasting i'll do that too i guess he's not into it yeah he didn't really he didn't really explain why or why not but he you know obviously there's plenty of research that's been done that when you fast it kind of clean cleans out your system it it starts eating can- away cancer, cancerous cells in your body, right? Allegedly. There's no science behind that? There might be some, but we're not the FDA, so... Well, FDA doesn't know anything. They know some stuff. Yeah, they know how to make money through Pfizer. Do you want to go down that road? Oh, dude. Don't get me started, Fauci. <laughs> Going off the <laughs> rails here. Early. <laughs> Love it. I told you I was in a mood today. <clears throat> Didn't they talk about STD testing too? Like Joe was STDs, yeah, HIV yeah. testing. That's what they did speak of Fauci at some point, mm. and then 
I think Rogan was talking about nootropics and like what is Fauci on because he's eighty something years old and he still talks like you know fluent. It doesn't. He's not like Biden where he's stumbling through his words. Mm-hmm. He yeah, seems he's very you know clear in his thoughts, which is you know I've I only speak with a few eighty <laughs> year olds. My stepfather being one of them and he tells me the same stories like every fucking time I talk to him and I just go with it. Right. Yeah. So I know it just seems, uh, I don't not rude, but like it just, it just seems like you don't want to embarrass them by being like, you just said this four times today. You know what I mean? Like I'll say it, I'll say it to my friends that are my age, if they've told me before, because they're just like, Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. I've just been saying this a lot. You know, you catch him. But with old people, you kind of expect it after a period of time. Don't you think that we're going to figure that out, though? Of like, I mean, I feel like we're going to figure out why that happens to people. I mean, we talk about traumatic brain injuries, but, you know, there's the, there's the studies with music when people get um, dementia and they'll actually start remembering more things if you play like a certain song that they used to know or mm-hmm. they it, it for I don't know the science behind it but I feel like within the next 20 years we're going to figure it out. I hope so. You know, diet coke's probably the issue. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've an aspartame. This, aspartame. This podcast is happens to not be brought I to you s- by diet coke. I say that because my grandmother um you know, suffered from dementia the last few years of her life, and she drank so much Diet Coke. And then I remember hearing about how aspartame, which is the like the main ingredient, it's like fake sugar, right? Mm-hmm. It's like some sort of sweetener, like stevia, but probably worse for you. I don't know. Again, not a doctor, but th- I know that there are some links to that. And those are the types of things that we're going to figure out soon, I feel like. Like, how could we not figure out what's causing But a that? lot of people drink Diet Coke. Yeah, and it's fucking horrible for you. Don't do it. Just saying. You're taking a strong stance against aspartame today. Do you think it's good for you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase. Do you think sugar is good for you? Not too much of it, no. Okay, well, aspartame's fake sugar, so I'm sure it's bad, but Hmm. sorry. I digress. No, I just think that probably drinking regular Coca-Cola is worse. Because that's just full of sugar. There's like 40 grams of sugar in there. Yeah, 36 grams per so, Coke. I don't know, maybe some aspartame. What did you think about, dude, the, the vape pens? He's talking about the vape pens and how mm. so we've, we've gotten into this, but he was cracking me up. What did he call it? He's like, they got flavors like kiwi puberty <laughs> and fucking cinnamon divorce. Dude, he goes down. <laughs> I mean, Theo just like, he'll just say the most random Shit, that's so funny. Just yeah. out of nowhere. Out it's, of nowhere. He has a special brain. He definitely. What it's did just, he say? He loves nurses. They were like talking about porn. And Theo's like, yeah, I love the ones where there's like, I love these people where there's like somebody who's mentally unwell in their family. Because <laughs> <laughs> those people are so caring. They're like nurses. He's hard to tell if he's like trying to find a joke or if this is like actually what he thinks. Yeah, it's so I, difficult to read. That's like, true. it really is. And it's I true. think this is just, like, how he thinks. Maybe he trained his brain for this, for comedy, but, like, it might just be that. And it just goes down his own rabbit hole of just hilarious shit. 
What did you think about that? The bodies of prisoners thing? But mm. Was that a thing in China? What the fuck was that dude, all about? you've never been to Body Works? No, dude. So I'm, I went to it in Cleveland. No. And I remember, I remember I was on like a college trip. It's like a traveling show where they show dead people? So it's kind of, but they don't look like dead people. So what they do is they somehow like drain the blood of the dead person and they fill it with like some sort of, I guess it's like a plastic with um, a dye. So it's red. Yeah. And then it fills all the arteries, veins, capillaries, and then they must just dissolve the body. And it stays in one piece. Is it like in a liquid? No, let's pull this up. Let's pull up uh, Body Works on there if we could get. It's the... called Body Works. Mm-hmm. Okay, you wait I don't, you I don't see remember this. them saying that. They were cut, but they were saying they were using bodies of prisoners. Well, that was the thing. So when I was on the college trip, and this was like 2000, maybe like four early, right? Long time ago. And I remember turning to and my biology teacher was like, this is fascinating. We learn a lot about bodies. And, and um, yeah, see if you can pull up Whoa, the dude, ones their skin with, is like disintegrated. Yeah, but if there's ones of just like capillaries and things. Is this touchscreen? We need to get touchscreen in here. Uh, apples don't have touchscreen, but they're still far superior to any PC. I don't think so. I like, I like touchscreen. All right. But... See if you can find one that just has, like, capillaries and just blood, basically. So it's not all the muscles. I'm so confused at what's Anyway, happening. yeah, so it's no, just like, uh-huh. No, all you see is, like, it's like translucent skin. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's, I don't like seeing that at all. I don't want to ever see that again. Well, it was popular for a while. Look, look <laughs> at the basketball person. I could click that if this was, like, I mean, a good computer. They were talking but. about people with bullet bullet wounds in their body. But, they, but that was the question I had. Where did they get the bodies from? And my prof- professor at the time was like, oh, this is all sanctioned and we come from a good place. And I'm like, but do you know? And no one knew. And I just ignored it. I, you know, I was like, all right, I guess this is like how things are done. And now Rogan's talking about that they get them from prisons, potentially, in these That's other countries. Up. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah. What's but not, also, it was kind of fascinating. It was fascinating. What, what I thought was even more fascinating was the talk of finding ergot in these old pottery. They've, they've, he's mentioned this before. Oh, the acid. The, yeah, because, well, LSD is synthesized from ergot, which is a fungus that grows on rye plants or mm-hmm. wheat, wheat or rye. Yeah. Some sort of, I think it's wheat. might be rye. Um, not sure the difference, just a different kind of wheat, right? And there was a book on it, and I, I didn't write down the book because he, he failed to mention the name of it, but he's been on Rogan before. Um, but then now they're saying that Harvard actually opened up a new study of ancient, an ancient study of the Greeks that talks about psychedelics. Really? Yeah, like they have a new course that studies ancient Greeks and psychedelics, and because of them finding all this old pottery in ancient Greek, you know, Rome or wherever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, they, they knew that these philosophers and, you know, whoever else, may, maybe uh, Socrates was just high as fuck all day long. I don't know. Well, I mean, they've had, they, uh, they've had these drugs longer than we thought, I think. You know, they found like um, 
Well, think ayahuasca. I mean, they've had that for we don't even know how long, long they figured time. out right how to how to use that. Or, or flesh of the gods are is what mushrooms are called in Mexico. Is that right? Yeah, and I don't know how to say flesh of the gods in Spanish, but that's what magic mushrooms are. That's the term that they use: flesh of the gods. No shit. Yeah, I learned that thanks to the Michael Pollan film, which I'm going to mention again. It's so incredible. You have to watch it. Yeah, check it out. But yeah, Flesh of the Gods. And yeah, obviously they knew about that for centuries. Who knows how long? I I don't know the date on that, but we're talking about ancient civilizations, you know, learning through medicine, plant medicine. It's a shame, um, you know, these older... Um, coaches didn't write things down. Like, if they just made a note of, like, hey, guess what, guys? We just found gold for the first time. We're just going to make it. We're just going to mark it down. Don't we're you think it's say. just hidden? Isn't that just, like, maybe history has just hidden those those reports? Mm, you mean tried tried to... Like a conspiracy? That's what I'm getting at. I, I hate that term, but, yeah. Well, I mean, why? What they, would be the motivation? Because they don't want people to know that magic mushrooms will heal the world. I don't know. No, I, I just meant, like, why hide the dates of when things were discovered? I don't think they were, like, documenting this well. Maybe not. I mean, hieroglyph- hieroglyphics documented plenty, right? Yeah. I don't know if they were taking hallucinogenics in Egypt. I don't think that that is well documented for whatever reason, but... They probably were. Those guys knew at a party. I mean, Theo, gosh, he he definitely knows how to party, whether he's drinking he, or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd invite him to a party even if he's going to be What'd sober. He he's a he's great like, guest. He's like, I'm going to do an eight ball of these smelling salts. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They were wild on those things. Oh, the, what fun. about the thing Rogan was talking about with TikTok? And the terms oh, dude, of the a, privacy. Like, I've never downloaded that app. I I've will never, never. Really looked at it. I will never now after hearing this podcast. They can it, look at everything you do. That sounds like a bad dude, idea. I wrote that down. It was file names. They can see you are basically saying yes because no one reads the terms. No one fucking reads the terms. No one. We can. all do it. We just scroll all the way down. We click accept. They are able to watch what you are clicking on on your computer and your phone. Like, even how you th- I mean, text. does Facebook do that? that? Facebook might do that, too, and we they don't might. even know. Yeah. Which is also crazy. That's, that's crazy to think that, imagine if you had infinite access to everything, and you find out there's a file on you in China, and they're like, right, Todd, and then it has what you like to look at, how quickly you click on stuff, like, the types. And then they compare you to a bunch of other people that do similar things, they look at their maybe their credit score or like how much money they make or how their criminal record is. And then they put you in a similar category because you do similar things, even though it's not exactly the same. And then they're like, okay, that's this person's social credit score. Yeah. You got like a 12. <clears throat> and how crazy is that to think that not only do they have that information, but also if they really wanted to mess your life up like what they did with bezos they were talking about pegasus dude if they can hack him they They, could hack you so fast right i mean it was it was a whatsapp 
message that he got? Was it a Russian bot or was it a Chinese I bot? I think they think it was Saudi. Oh, it was a Saudi. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Saudis did it. So I mean, yeah. yeah, if they want to get you, what do they do? Just upload like well, twelve gigs of child porn on your phone, and then it's like, yeah, this guy's a pervert, and good luck proving yourself wrong. Look, where the future is no privacy. I mean, they chatted about that too. The future has no privacy. And so yep. hard to accept, but kind of like just kind of the norm, unfortunately. I don't, I don't know how you change that. Well, to finish up with that. that, it's like, what, well, then what is the solution, right? You either are super careful all the time of what you post and what you talk about and what you do, or you're a lunatic like we are, and you just, just post for hours and hours of you rambling on to the whole world. And then you just let them decide. I don't know. I don't know either. Scary times. Yeah. I do want to try out the hyperbaric chamber, though. They did talk about that. Oh, yeah. That that seems good. I mean, you, you know, you need to go in there with some Netflix. But, uh, oh, we got a spell. We got a spell. Todd can't be trusted around electronics. Yeah, I mean, the the hyperbaric... I mean, it's getting information, like data, about how healthy it is. Yet, at the same time, you got to sit in, like, a tube for, like, an hour. Seems strange. Is it is it a frozen thing? Is no, it no, just no, no, no. It, no, there's no liquids in there. Okay. Just you and the air and pressure. And it, like, squishes oxygen into your body. And And they're saying that that's going to save, what... 30% of your life, like you're going to live longer? Is that the know. idea? Yeah, you're telling me is something. Something's going on. Seems kind of cool. Yep. All right, well, that beer did not spill on the sound machine, a.k.a. the uh, mixer, so we're good. Let's jump over to Francis Foster and Constantine Kissin. I'd never heard of them before they came on. They... They definitely are good podcasters, and what I mean by that is they have they keep the conversation going. They um, brought up interesting points, and by interesting doesn't mean that I agree with everything that they said or vice versa. It just is like they kept the conversation smooth. They added a lot. I mean, they're good. They, those guys are good. I need to listen to, uh, what was it, Trigonometry? Yeah, Trigonometry. I need to listen to that as well. Yeah, um, and they they were occasionally funny, so you know that they were probably stand-ups. They, I talked to my brother about this, who lives in London, and uh, he decided, and I'm not saying he knows everything, but he was like, yeah, they had, they had some good points about England. And then some that were a little wackier. I felt that they were kind of hating on their home country a bit, a little bit. I mean, they were laughing about it, but, I mean, they were kind of giving England some pretty heavy shit, or at least London. Well, I mean, that part of it I don't necessarily disagree with. Like, there definitely is, like, a can-do, supportive attitude here that you don't always get in England. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I notice, you know. Um, but then... the political side of things i just haven't been there 
enough for a long time. I don't follow the politics. I don't know what the wokeism stuff is like there. Yeah, and I, I don't really know enough about Brexit either. Isn't that just them succeeding from the UK? Like, is that how how does that work? Because they they said that they were proponents of that, right? And that was how the podcast started was to, was because of Brexit. Am I, I don't wrong? know if they're necessarily pro, but the one guy's mom and dad were. They, you know, and I, I think what it was is it was just like the fact that half or more of the country voted for it. And then the other half were like, they're all terrible people. And these guys wanted to create a dialogue, which is reasonable, right? It's like, okay, I'm not saying that if you think that Brexit was terrible, that your opinion isn't valid or you don't like it. Like most of my family thought it was terrible. You know, they didn't like well, it. Well, it didn't, but it didn't happen. It was just a, it was an idea. It no, was no, an no, ideology it that. Oh, it did happen. No, there was a vote. It happened. Okay, so they have succeeded from the UK. And they, well, it's not the UK, it's the European Union. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, See, so they like pull away just from. It's a dumb American over here. That's fine. You're doing great. Yeah. But yeah, they pulled away from that and it was complicated because for a lot of reasons that I even I don't understand, but. You know, just the fact that a lot of people voted for it and then, you know, they were seen as racist or dismissives. And he's just making the point that, hey, my parents are not those things, but they still felt this way. There seemed to be a lot of misinformation that was coming through about it, too, which may have, like, misled people. Um, but either I, way, they made a podcast and and, you know... They have got a lot of people listening that that e you know agree with the the type of conclusions they're coming up with, and and it's it's probably is a question of like freedom of speech, like being able to just have an opinion and going with it instead of feeling kind of shut down, right? So they talked a lot about how, and we're seeing it here. It's like. If you have an opinion on something, there's certain opinions that are just closed off. Like you can't be against the new type of vaccine. I mean, they almost tried to get Joe for that, right? Well, they talked about that Overton window, whatever that was. I don't know who Overton is or why that is named Overton, but well, what they you can and explain it. what you can and cannot say in public. It just seemed like it from what they were saying. And I don't know enough about it because I'm not from the UK and I don't live in London. But just having these comedy, uh, you know, clubs or what do you call them clubs over there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Having people answer some sort of survey before and like what you can and cannot say well, in your act. What the gonna, fuck is that? It's going to fuck comedy That up. is so... Well, he, they were also saying how oh, there's really not that many good comics from there, but that's probably the reason why. I mean, I love Ricky Gervais, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that many comedians from the UK. I just haven't seen them. I'm sure they're hilarious. It's well, I just mean, they pointed out, and Joe pointed out too, like stand-up comedy in the modern way that it is done was really developed in the US. Well, and yeah, but why wouldn't I've that be the I've only done same? comedy here, and I've seen it. I've been to shows in England, but I... I see how it works here. Now, bear in mind, I came into the, you know, the comedy world in L.A. in 2016. So, you know, 
Joe and the other people at the comedy store that were really supportive were already in effect. So it was a very supportive atmosphere, which was really nice because it wasn't it didn't always used to be that way. Uh so for me it was it was nice. Like I, I was able to get in a good time. Like as hard as that is and it's brutal, it's it was still like it wasn't a cutthroat environment. Everybody was supportive. Yeah. And and it seems know, to be getting so better. many more clubs in the US that and look you know, all the top comedians, really, like the top 10 generally are from the U.S. Ricky's kind yeah. of an outlier. Because he's so he, good, though. He's so good. He's so fucking that funny. That last special of he's his. He's so funny. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed Francis talking about um, being a teacher and mm. being a uh, drama teacher. Or was he actually uh, teaching other comics? It was like a high school Oh no! Class, no. Right? So the comedy classes he did was not part of his teaching. But in he school, was a high school, a, like yeah. an English teacher before that. Is I that what think, it was? I think so. I can't remember what well, he said. His his comedy uh, lessons that he was mentioning, like Joe was asking him pretty good questions, like how did you do this and how did you, you know, have your students come up with jokes? And he he seemed to have a really good grasp on getting like good material out of people. I, I, I got a lot out Seemed of that. reasonable. I, I still back Joe on this, like comedy classes or you just got to do it. Go up there. I mean, there may be a way, you know, there may be a few teachers. I mean, he was pro comedy class teaching stuff, but I don't know if that's, you're saying Francis was pro comedy class. Yeah. Teaching. Yeah. I don't think that that's, but you're, you're telling me like someone like Sam Kinison is just fucking hilarious no matter what. I mean, they were talking about his sermons. Have well, he you, still, he still practiced. He still did what, but I think the work is that you go on stage and you just, it's a different type of learning process. It's almost something yeah. that really can't be taught. In a class setting, it's just taught on stage. I don't know if I agree with that fully. I think that no matter what, you know, whether you're a writer, I mean, essentially comedy is being a writer, okay? You're just a mm, funny writer. It's being writer. a storyteller. No? It's not a writer. Well, okay. They're, uh, storytellers are writers, but yes, it's also being an actor. You have to be good on stage. You have to know your punchlines. I get it. Like you have to, the timing has to be right. You have to know your crowd. There's a lot more to it, but at the end of the day, it's a lot about writing, writing what you're thinking. Yeah. I mean, I mean but like Bill Burr doesn't write anything down. Well, Nothing. He, He just does it all on stage. Well, he's insane. A lot of them do it that way. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them do. Listen, the the only reason this conclusion is set is not just a guess. It's because there just haven't been many, many of the, like most of the top comedians didn't take any classes. And it's not that common, really, that people coming from these classes necessarily become great comics. Yeah. So it, it's unusual. It's an unusual art. Like, you want to learn piano. You want to learn how to draw, you know, how to make baskets or sculptures. Yeah, you got you to learn. But the learning seems to be done on stage, mostly. I feel that. It's like if you're, you know, it's really hard to be taught how to paint, right? I, I look at it that way. 
if you're an artist, you kind of already have it figured That's out. That's not. I don't agree. No, I feel like you could take a lot of classes. I'm and not they would teach you. I'm not talking about Bob Ross here. I'm no, talking but it's, about it's a. It's like, how do you describe it? Like a, an art form that. What's the word I want to look at? Like Frozen, you know? It's like even with a song or music, you could be with your band and work on something and you're like, this is good. Let's take this to the crowd. And then you then you play it and they either love it or they hate it, whatever. It's not like you change the song a bunch to make them love it. With stand-up, you just have like this crappy premise you give it a shot, you go to an open mic, you got three minutes, it mostly bombs, but there's like one bit at the end that like they liked for some reason. You don't even know why. So the next night you change it. The next night you change it. The next night you change it. Look, right. dude, you're, you make magazines, right, for a living. Yeah. You don't release them and wait for the people reading the magazine to tell you what they liked and didn't like. Maybe you get some feedback, but mostly you just prepare a thing, you know it's good, and you give it to them. Yeah. You can't Stand be taught that. You do, can't be taught that. What do you mean? I can't be taught what is good or bad. I just have a feeling of what I yeah, like. Didn't you go to fucking graphic design school or Yeah, something? but graphic design school didn't teach me shit. I made a lot of friends there. I didn't learn much. Well, what I'm saying is you adjust stand-up a lot. Like, you'll do the same set, a hundred times. So you're always changing it as you go. And while changing it, that's where you get the joke down. And then you move on to the next joke once you have that down. I, it's I all done that. in front of the audience. I feel like that can be taught. I don't think it can be taught perfectly, but I think that anyone, look, anyone who's already a creative and already kind of has a knack for telling jokes or whatever, is going to get better if they go to a class. I'm not saying that they need to. Like, did Richard Pryor need to go to a fucking acting class or comedy class? No, of course he didn't, because he already had it in him. Anyway. I don't agree, and I hate well, that, you a little bit for saying this. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, and I don't What you What do you like think it. about uh, Kinnison getting hit by a car, th- talking about that, and then Roseanne Barr also getting hit by a car? I had no fucking idea that was real. Mm. Well, and maybe that's why she's crazy, or do you think she was crazy beforehand? I don't know. Joe seemed to be pretty adamant. It's why she's impulsive, right? They're both impulsive, and if you have that I don't give a fuck gene, it frees you on stage to do very well. Listen, one thing that we know for sure that recently happened is Roseanne went out to Austin, went up on stage, Ron White was there, Rogan was there. They persuaded her to go up. She hadn't done it for many, many years. I I don't care how good you've been in the past. Generally speaking, you're going to get rusty. This isn't riding a bike. It takes reps. Supposedly, she killed. She crushed. And it's because, you know, it's it like might riding be a bike for her. This. It's like riding a bike for her. Probably. And that's a unique thing, but that's also going to make you... You know, say weird shit because you don't give a fuck, you know? But it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you hate other people, potentially. You just, you're a wild thing. And you just speak in your own truth, which we all know the dialogue inside our own heads. Like, we think of crazy things we wouldn't say out loud. Maybe they just say them. And some hit and are funny and some really upset people. 
Dude. You know, but you got to... I think it's important to give certain people a break. It's like we all have funny friends, right? And sometimes they say some things that are off the cuff, and you're like, Jesus, dude, chill out. But mostly they're hitting the spot, and you, it cracks you up. You do that every fucking day. Thanks, bud. Love you. But it's not because, you know, I want to upset anybody. Dude, I just like saying f- things that I think are funny. Speaking of crazy things. What's up? Did... Michael Jackson's dad really like try to chemically castrate him. Is that real? I don't. This I didn't is look that, that up. That, yeah. I did not look that up, dude. But I will say, it makes sense. I it's good. Good conspiracy theory. I don't enjoy MJ's music that much anymore, and that it's sad for me Why? to say that because, oh, because he's a fucking pedophile. Sorry, dude. He wasn't convicted. Fuck that. Yeah, have you watched the movie? Which one? The one that the kids that were basically like he was their mentor basically saying that they that they were completely violated by MJ their whole life oh, while they no. were ki- children yeah don't watch it dude cuz you won't like his music anymore it's that bad it's fucking horrible oh, it'll make shit. You, it'll make you cry dude it's that bad i don't remember the name of it it came out like maybe 4 years ago after he was Let's dead google it what's the name of the sorry it's bad dude it was like Googler. There was like two dudes that were part of his choreography team and that were like dancers for him on stage, I believe. And so Michael Jackson pretty much groomed them throughout their childhood and was molesting them the entire time, according to this documentary. Documentary. I don't know what it's called. Huh. Like the Michael Jackson documentary. I, I don't. I don't remember the name of it. But, oh shit. I mean, even Rogan was. Seemed to be pretty adamant yeah, about it. I mean, it. the guess, you know, Francis was like pretty sure that that happened. I mean, maybe he saw I hate it. Hate to say it, it's wow. fucked up. But it makes me like when Billy Jean comes on, I'd usually be all about it. You know, I guess that's the man point, in the though. mirror. Love. Is there a way of separating the art it's from hard. the person? It's hard for me. Well, that's just it's my own personal yeah, but that's shit. Reasonable because I, your I mean, opinion. he's obviously. Came up with some of the best music ever, right? But oh, leaving Neverland, leaving Neverland. There you go. Oh, what's that on? Don't watch How it. How do you watch it? Don't watch Netflix? it. Don't watch it. HBO. I'm gonna watch it. Dude, I'm watching it tonight. It is fucked up, bro. Well, I'd rather watch it than be ignorant of cool. it. Cool. Well, you're not gonna like Michael Jackson's music anymore. So sorry. All right. Well, don't be mad at me if I still do. Yeah, I mean, doesn't mean I need to like what happened. I mean, look, knowing that his father, if that's true, what his father did, then obviously there's a reason why he was so screwed up in the I head. I mean, that's another point, right? It's like... Like, it's not his fault. I hate to say that. Like, he still did these horrible things, if he did. Not going to say he did or not, but after watching like the movie... did it. After watching the movie, I think that he did. Okay. So, saying that, it's... It's weird to try and enjoy other things he did. No, it's weird to to say that, oh, well, it's not his fault because his dad was so fucked up, right? Like, that's what made him so fucked up. But I'm not saying that, right? I'm not saying... I'm saying that. But if he did it or not, whether it's super bad or he has an excuse or whatever, like, let's say it was all bad, can people still not enjoy the music or you have to completely... 
disregard everything that they've done. I mean, it kind of feels it's like sad. you should. It's it kind of feels like you should. It's just a sad thing in general, I think. You know? Cause but it's his a music, bummer because the music's good. The music is incredible. No one is denying that. But after knowing whether he did it or not, but if, let's say he did, it makes the music different, right? Mm. Because all I can think about is, you know, the weird shit that Michael did, if that were actually true. So anyway, enough about that. It's fucked up. That is fucked up. Let's jump over to, on that fucked up note, let's jump over to uh, Rich Benoy. Richie. I didn't know who this dude was, but I really liked him. Oh, he's uh, been on Rogan before. I hadn't seen him before. Uh, I haven't seen his YouTube channel. Um, I really liked just this dude's personality. He was, very, he was just a very sensitive guy. You could tell he just cares about the world. He cares about people. It kind of took a minute to kind of get him to open up a little bit after they, you know, they talked about cars and Teslas and obviously... They're both, you know, fanatics when it comes to cars and yeah. that sort of thing, which is cool. Like, that's not my shtick. I'm more of a van guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to camp. Yeah. As, uh, you just as, like to live in your vehicle. As like Adam would say, person. you know, he, the guy lives in Montana. He wants to be a hunter, but, you know, he thinks camping is too dirty and dusty and whatever. I Love mean, you, buddy. It's all right. Anyway, it's a bit of a white person um, luxury. I'm, I'm gonna say it. Rich was, you know, once he started talking about his screenplays and his ideas for movies, it, you, you kind of really, I started to really understand him and his personality, and it just made me want to be his his friend. Like he just, you could just tell he's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, the whole story with the Starbucks guy. And that idea of like all these lonely people out there. It's nice that he's paying attention. I mean, he look, he's doing well. He has millions of subscribers on his YouTube. He's making money. He gets to do everything that he wants. And to take a step back and think about, you know, just the random people that he runs into and and want to talk to them while being it like, you know, a kind of entertainer in a sense. It's nice to do. You know, these guys don't need to do it. I think that's why Joe is so compelling as well, because he could easily just be rich and famous and live his ball of life and not not have conversations that really affect people and, and you know, touch people in the sense of, like, you know, even when he was talking towards the end of, like, the top one percenters. And he's like, wow, yeah, $300,000. That's a lot of money. Joe's probably been making that was, since wait, he was, was that 20. The, that, that was the top 1% was 300000 I thought he said $1.2 No. no. It was for... Oh, I that think was a, in assets. I think a family was like 500000 a year. An individual was like three-something. Right. There's a lot of numbers. I was Googling some stuff. There's... there's Different ranges. No, I think the I think they were also talking about assets though. Once you include the assets, it was more like one point two million, which makes sense. If you're gonna make five hundred K a year, even three hundred K a year, you're obviously gonna have enough assets to hit that one million dollar mark. Right. Pretty quick, yeah. Because no one that's making five hundred thousand dollars a year, at least I wouldn't think, doesn't own a home of some sort. You'd think so. You would think so. Yeah. But yeah, that that was interesting. Um 
I also really liked uh, when they talked about the, like, what Rich enjoys as a, he's not a comedian, he's a, he's a screenwriter, he's, a, he's an artist, right? I love that he loved The Simpsons. He loved Arrested Development. You know, I mean, dude, I grew up on The Simpsons. I don't know about you. I fucking oh, yeah. watched Everyone The did. Simpsons every Sunday. My wife wasn't allowed to watch it. What? Yeah, dude. Why? Too risque. Because her parents thought it. Her parents thought it was too risque. I guess. Too. I don't know. The devil was in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> A religious element. I think so. Yeah, reasonable. I guess. Either way, I grew up on The Simpsons, and The Simpsons are so good. Mm. So good. Well, think about it. Before South Park and Family Guy, there was nothing even close. Like, they they push the envelope in a lot of different directions. And Dude. isn't that, like, the longest-running show ever or close to it? How many seasons have they I had? think so. Are they still going? There's, like, 40 seasons, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, what? Thank God it's a yeah. cartoon because Bart would be so old. If they had to change <laughs> the characters, you know, just because, like... The voices change, or like people died. What did What did you think about this whole universal charger thing? I didn't realize that there wasn't. I guess because I don't own a Tesla, and I because you don't care about the environment, Todd. Is that what I'm hearing? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a he's a big recycler. Settle down. So this upsets him. Settle down. Nothing. This doesn't upset me at all. I just did not know that there wasn't a universal charger for electric cars. I didn't realize it was this privatized thing where that Tesla has a different charger than a Ford. I didn't know that. Oh, well, they, but te- it makes sense. Like, Tesla paid for all of them. What, are you going to just open it up to everybody? No, I'm saying, like, so if you get a new Ford, for example, Ford has a new lightning truck. I've heard about it. Right. I want one. It's fucking awesome. I want one because they're way cheaper than Tesla's. And I like trucks because I can put a camper on there, and I like to camp, okay? <laughs> Back to the camping thing. Uh-huh. That being said, the charger for the Ford is different from the Tesla. And Rich was talking about how the differences in these chargers and, like, people living in apartments and getting pissed that there's not a charger outside, which that's total bullshit. Like, it's not the apartment's responsibility. You know, the apartment owner's responsibility to have a Tesla charger outside. I get yeah. that. But having all these things privatized is a little fucking weird. It's like, well, you mean you mean just for Tesla? Like I you mean, pull up to the Tesla charging station, and you yeah. should be able to use a thing for I'm your Porsche. I'm saying if we want if we want these vehicles to be the next thing, which it seems like they're going to be, I know of one Tesla charging station in Bozeman. It's over by the the Hilton Garden Inn. Yep. And I know that because it's near my house, and I drive by it every day, and I see the four little Tesla chargers. I've never seen another charger other than Tesla. I think there's another one over by uh, another restaurant by our house. I think they have two chargers and also Tesla chargers. I haven't seen any other charger. And so if I buy a Ford... Where the fuck do I charge it? Do I have to have solar panels on my house and a battery but, pack? But I mean, is that Tesla's responsibility? I'm not saying I'm not saying it is. I and it actually, I think that Elon wants to make it universal so all the chargers are the same because Elon's the fucking man. Yeah, I mean, probably, but it, there might be a part of his strategy 
Because, like, what's the incentive for other companies that are, like, coming up? Okay, so basically what happened is Tesla, through fighting tooth and nail to survive, which is getting into the automotive industry is the hardest thing you could do. Now they're, like, one of the most profitable car companies in the world. They are the most. Yeah. So while everyone is laughing at him and saying, hey, you're – this idea sucks, you'll never make it. Now they're all jumping on board because they realize this is actually the best thing to do because he made all of his technology... Patentable. No, he... Or unpatentable, Yeah, he just released it online, and now they build their vehicles and they want to jump on all his charging stations. It's like a little bit... I don't know about you, but I'd be like, hey, a little bit fuck you and make no. your own charging no. stations. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's because you love recycling, no, no, bro. No, 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 If I, I, I believe Elon, and I think he's going to do this because he's already given away his patents for free. He's like Tesla, dude. He, he, I mean, he took his name from one of the most influential people when it comes down to energy and free power. Tesla's idea for everyone is free power for everyone, right? I agree. I think he's going to go in that direction. But that's Elon. That's why we love him. But hold on. If he's thinking to himself, ultimately, I want all vehicles to be electric, and I want massive charging station infrastructure, he can only do so much. He's the richest man in the world, but he can only do so much. But hold on. So, therefore, if he says, right, you can't use mine or all of mine right away. It's going to force these companies to make up their own infrastructure around the country. And that's just, if you've got 20 it's a companies market. doing it, then that's a bigger infrastructure. Why should he have to build all of it? I'm like, not that's going to take a lot. I'm not saying he should. What, what, I'm I'm say- what I'm saying, Adam, is that there should be a universal charger. Like, you don't go to a different place for gas because you have a different fucking car. That's not how it works. Everybody uses the same gas. Yeah, but so then who builds it? I I don't know the answer to that. What I'm saying is if we want electric cars to move forward and to be a new thing and that's the future, then we need a a charging station. Yes, that's fine. This is a very ideological thought process, though. I'm not trying to be woke here. I'm just saying. A little bit. I'm just saying that... Take away the free market if we want electric cars to, to be the next thing, which Eli, Elon excuse me, obviously does want that. That's why he has given his patents away for free. Don't you think he, he would just be stoked with the idea that everyone's using his charger? Whatever. Maybe he takes a fucking 2%, 2% markup on every charger that's built, and they're all the same. I don't know. It seems to me like that would move this industry forward quicker. Not like, oh, fuck, I got a Ford. I got to go to a different gas station to charge up. Yeah, but hold on. Maybe, maybe that's true, right? But also maybe that if he's responsible for the entire infrastructure because he has universal charges, these companies don't bother to put any money towards their own charging stations. It's too much to do for an own company. I mean, think about it. No other car company in history had to build their own gas stations, and that's right. what Elon has to do. And look, th- I mean, this is the future, right? Like, this has to get figured out because, you know, they were talking, Rich was talking about this with, with Joe about these supercharging stations, right? 
if 300 people are sitting there, like let's say you're on the toll to get over the fucking bridge in San Francisco, right? You're about to go over the, the, uh, what's the bridge in San Francisco? Sorry. Golden Gate. Ga- Golden Gate. Thank you. <laughs> well done. So you go over the Golden Gate. Let's say there's a charging station there. There's superchargers. And all of a sudden there's 300 cars. They, they referenced, you know, the same thing happens with Wi-Fi. When everyone's using the Wi-Fi at the same time, it begins to be slower. Right. You can't charge as many things at the same time. That obviously needs to get figured out. It hasn't been figured out yet. It will get figured out. But right now it's a huge fucking problem. It takes three hours or whatever to charge your car and it only goes 270 miles. That's not efficient. Well, they said about an hour. It, on a supercharger, if you're the only person there, yes. Oh, I gotcha. So if you're on a supercharger, it takes one hour to charge your vehicle. You get about 250 miles per charge. Right. Right. So in Montana, that doesn't really work. Like when I want to go to Missoula, which is pretty much the biggest next city in Montana, it's fucking 300 miles away. It's 300 miles away. You're going to run out. You're not even going to make it there. So, and I don't even know if there's a charger charging station from here to Missoula. If, if we're talking Montana, I'm not talking about big cities, obviously. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's an issue that needs to get solved for sure. And it's definitely something to think about. It's almost like you're putting it all on Elon. I don't want to be like, you know, a big fanboy for him, though I'm a a huge fan of him when it comes to billionaires. I mean, and it's in relation to billionaires, all right? So give me some credit. Like, I'm just thinking of all the billionaires I know, and and I don't know any, but, like, I've (laughs) seen them online. I like him better than Bezos, that's for sure. Exactly, right? So, I mean, he's doing... He's doing what and he can. I, I'm not look again. I'm not putting it on Elon Musk to create all of the chargers. What I'm saying is, I I believe this is my own opinion that if he were, if he's already giving out his this these free patents and already giving this information for free to people, why not just have everyone have the same charger? Well, why don't the other companies make the same damn plug? That's it's what, like the that's exactly what I'm iPhone. saying. iPhone. That's it's exactly like, what I'm saying. Why do you I'm need saying. a different charging port? Make them all the same, dude. We're, now we're agreeing. You're seriously agreeing with what you were just saying. You didn't agree to. Mm. Now you're agreeing with me. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I guess I contradicted myself. But uh, there's also the problem, though, that that kind of takes away their incentive of making their own charging ports because they can use all of his. Yeah, I mean, I don't Which I is don't a bit know unfair. I don't know the type of money that's being transferred. I don't know how much it costs to charge something. I mean, I I know like I heard it's cheap. It's way cheaper than gas. You know, like okay, obviously if you have solar panels on your home, like the future to me is solar panels on your home. You've got the fucking Tesla charger in your garage and you're charging your Vehicle at night. Most people aren't driving more than 250 miles a day. Probably not. Hopefully. Most probably not. Yeah. So you're good. Like, Mm. if you want to go on a long road trip, that's where it becomes an issue, trying to charge things, whatever. But that's going to change. Now, whether that's a Tesla battery or, you know, I don't know how easy it would be to hook up, because I haven't seen them yet, but like a Ford charging station to your solar panels on your house. That is the future. 
Yeah. We're not going to be using gas. Like, my son is not going to be using gas for his fucking car. It's do you just, think that the solar panels on a house could charge a car? They do. No they already shit. do. Yeah, absolutely. That seems like... So those people are getting free power. And it's actually going back into the grid. But that seems like a lot of power for a car. It's like more than a washing machine, right? I don't, I don't know the dynamics and the kilowatts that it takes to charge a car. I'm not sure. I do know that in, Mon- in the state of Montana, they have like a pretty cool system where you buy. It's like a one-for-one system. I know this because a good friend of mine owns a solar company here in Montana. He puts solar panels on people's What's homes. What's his name? Shout out. Brad Van Wert, Harvest Solar. What up? Love that. Uh, he was just telling me yesterday. He was on the podcast with me yesterday, with a different podcast. And he was saying that in Montana, we have a monopoly with our energy, right? So Northwestern Energy owns all of the fucking power in this state. They are who we pay. If you live in Montana, you pay Northwestern Energy. Now, if you have solar panels on your home, there's a one-for-one. One. So you could, you could be charging your house all day long while it's sunny. It obviously has to be sunny to get that power, right? Because it's yeah. solar. Well, it's sunny here a lot, so that's good. Right. So Montana is like a viable state to do this in, right? And the, you know, maybe the, in the Midwest, it wouldn't be as viable because it's not as sunny. It's fucking cloudy all the time. But what he was saying was, if you're, let's say you go to Alaska for a week and all of a sudden your home is creating all this energy, well, you can take that energy that's not being used, right? Like, yeah, your refrigerator's running, whatever, that uses X amount of kilowatts, but you're not in your home using lights, you're not using the computers, so you're, you're basically saving power because you're not there using it. Right. You can actually roll your meter backwards, and you're putting, you're putting power back into the grid for so free, and they, they give you a credit. No shit. Yep. It's fucking sweet. And it's, That's and cool. And it's one-to-one. Let's get some solar panels. I mean, I'm actually kind of pissed. I've already been in my house for five years, and I thought about it, because there, there's a credit with the government right now, and actually George W. Bush started this, believe it or not, back in the freaking late 90s. You get a 30% credit for putting solar panels on your house. So the government will pay 30% of that bill. No shit. And if like So you haven't done it because you don't care about the environment or what's going on here? Again, fuck you. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I haven't done it because it costs it would it would have cost me like $15,000 to put solar panels on my home oh, and I just enough. didn't have the money. But I'm pissed that I didn't do it 5 years ago when we bought our house because it takes about he was saying that it takes about 10 years to pay off, and then all of a sudden, your oh, power's golden. free. Nice. So so then you can leave the lights on all day and not feel bad. because Not true, because oh. if you want money back, you have to not be using power, because that's how you get your percentages back. Fair enough. But, it's, I mean, it's cool, man. Like, it's cool the way it works. The problem is, is that these grid systems that we have are archaic. They're, they're based on coal power they're based on you know hydroelectric mostly coal at mm. least in montana most of the power and and natural gas right but like doesn't matter how much you're getting from the sun if only one percent of the population is doing it like let's say there's a million people in montana 
there's only 1% of the population in Montana that has solar panels on their house. What is that, 10,000 people? Yeah, barely. It's fucking nothing. Mm. The problem is, is that the grid system that we have is all based on, it's all money-based. So it's yeah. like we're paying these, commo- we're paying for these commodities, and it's going to one company. And again, this is just for the state of Montana. I know this because my friend does this for a living. It's a problem because let's say even 10% of people started having solar panels on their home. Do you know how much money that that corporation is now losing as a oh, power yeah, they're, company? They're not excited They don't about fucking that. want that, dude. No. That's the problem. It makes sense. It's a complicated issue with the, with the electric car thing and the whole grid and, and also solar panels. I mean, we've had them a long time. Solar panels have been around since, what, like 60s, 70s? The fact that they haven't really... That they're not on everything does make me think that there's like a sneaky feeling for this. Well, it has. I mean, I think it has to do with money. But how about have you have you heard of this thing? And I get I'm getting on a bit of a tangent here because it, it interests me. But having solar panels on windows in the city. I've heard about that. They can make Dude. like a whole skyscraper out of solar Dude. panels. Dude, they've talked Dude. about roads. That's fucking huge. No, but they've talked about roads that they can make that that like do that. That would be wild. Or but like again, warming up the road when it's winter time. Yeah. Right? It makes you think. Thanks for having your phone on, Todd. You're a professional podcaster and that's embarrassing. All right. Computer but luckily was open. we're coming to an end. Hey, well, I really need a pee, so on that note, I don't who, know what to who say. Is your favorite? Get, who was your favorite today? Well, I love Theo, but the most interesting one was probably Benoit Richie. Really? I yeah. thought Francis. I like Francis, man. Th- those guys were great. I really did enjoy those. You know, it was long. Super Dude, like long. Four hours and 20 minutes. You know, and it wasn't that it, like, wore me out, but but uh, they kind of, like, fanboyed out on Rogan at the end a little bit, which is reasonable. You know, so many people now, I mean, he's a decade into this. You know, people have, especially people in the podcast world, they've been listening to him forever. So you get on his show, you want to talk about things that he, you know he's talked about and liked and other guests that they've had on. But I don't know. Maybe it's like the downside of doing this all the time every week is like, yeah, I've heard it. You know, right. I get so that. a little bit of that, but they they that. that they had an interesting perspective. I mean, obviously, I was interested because it was about things going on in England, which I'm not aware of as much as I maybe would like to be or just curious about. I mean, I just don't hear about it, so that was pretty fascinating. But I I love the future of technology. Like that to me is really important, and in a sense having Rich on talking about like what they're doing with Tesla. I feel like at first Tesla were frustrated with him because he was just changing cars. I mean, he made a, a V8, like, which is super ironic in a sense. It's like, wait, what? You know, we made these electric cars and he makes a, a lighter version that runs on a giant engine. Yeah. I mean, there's some fun in that. Oh, it's great. It's just he's he's innovating a product that's already badass. But also, I think just like any competition, which is healthy, 
he's like forcing them to adjust the way that they do things because it's like, hey, I can fix these cars too. Other people can. Maybe Tesla doesn't need to be the only people that do it, and therefore they're going to up their game when it comes to having more parts available and making these things, you know, more accessible. And and probably at first they think that they're going to lose money because of this because they don't have like a bit of a monopoly on it, which is smart business. That's how you become the richest man in the world. But at the same time, it also gets you to like innovate a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and and I, you pointed that out. I know this is getting a little long, but you did point out he was talking about putting a Silverado, like Silverado parts into the Tesla, right? Wasn't he talking about that? Because you can get them at the AutoZone. Whereas like Tesla parts, you have to wait and wait and wait and wait to get if something gets screwed up in your vehicle. I mean, it would make sense that in time, you know, you can fix your Tesla like you can fix any vehicle. Yeah. You know, instead of buying a new one. But on that note, thank you so much, guys, for listening as always. And thank you, Todd. All right. Cheers, y'all. See you guys next week. Cheers.